Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports, brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pedro, let me, let me tell you, congratulations on your long time in radio, you are your team, and for your ratings, man, I was reading about that, I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Yes, the man was correct in that lofty introduction, as my name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show industry, often imitated but never duplicated. We'll bring in the retired HBO godfather, try to pry some wisdom out of him today. I'm talking about Mr. Larry Merchant. We'll hear from Larry Merchant. Mike Tyson will join us for a, a short piece, of course, talking about the exhibition, the fight, call it what you want. Of course, he and Roy Jones hook it up in a multi-million dollar eight-round exhibition. We'll talk about that in depth if the Godfather wants to, because, you know, he's not the biggest Mike Tyson fan in the world. And let's be honest, this isn't really a fight. It's an exhibition. We'll talk about the difference between an exhibition and a fight with Larry Merchant. And, of course, we'll also talk UFC, and we'll bring in Muhammad Ali today, talking a little bit off the wall. 1974 Muhammad Ali with David Frost saying some just off the wall stuff. So straight up, Ali unpredictable as always, as is this show. Open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. And of course, there's also the Guilfrey No Commitment text line. The number... 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. We are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Of course, we're showing Mike Tyson's knockouts and a split screen with in-studio being me. Straight up, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Of course, you can always listen on iHeartRadio's channel, 211 or Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. And I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. Well, I'm on Ring Talk, and as you know, this is one of the first shows that got onto the internet. Uh, my friend Pedro is a true fighter in his own uh, his own uh, mind, I should say, but he really is. I seen him exercising the other day, getting ready for somebody. I don't know who it is because everybody is taking shots at him, so I see him getting himself in good condition so that he could fire back. Never been one to say die. Never been one to hide out. He comes on damn near parpedos, full steam ahead. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don King talking about a performance I put on at the Times Square gym back in 1990. Yeah, I was looking hot back then because I was a young man. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. The godfather of soul means the retired HBO godfather Larry Merchant's in the house. And how are you this morning, sir? I'm good, Pedro. Uh, my wife and I are celebrating our 40th anniversary, and we're awaiting our 
kids and grandkids to come over and hang out after they took a long journey by car across and back uh, the, to New York. So um, it's a good day. Well, say hello to the God Mama. Congratulations on that. You know, you're married to an actress. I was dating an actress one time, and I remember an actor, an actress, an actress. Anyway, um, I remember one time, I think Frank Sinatra said, never date an actress because you can never tell when she's acting. You think that's true? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Lots of things happen in the world of boxing. Teofimo Lopez, of course, the hot fighter out of Brooklyn. Um, now sort of balking at the $1.2 million he was going to get to take on Vasil Lomachenko. Don't these guys realize there's no live gates anymore? And there's like, um, what, I mean, how can you put a fight together if you don't have a, a $6 million gate from a, uh, or, or a, uh, a side fee from a hotel or a casino and this and that and expect to give these guys multi-million dollars? This is going to be on regular ESPN or ESPN+. Plus. Tiafimo might be missing the boat here. Uh, he might be, but um, if he waits six or nine months, he might get three times that amount. Yeah, and therein, therein lies the issues, because making weight is, is one hell of a burden. It just is. He's having problems making 135. He says he, he, he doesn't think he can make 135 that much longer. In fact, Gervonta Davis, when he said take on Leo Santa Cruz, I guess that's going to go down in September, I believe, uh, on pay-per-view, Showtime pay-per-view. Santa Cruz is getting Davis to come down to 130. Davis not the most disciplined guy in the world at making 135. So I, that's going to be the challenge, I think, in the Gervonta Davis-Leo Santa Cruz fight is Davis making 130. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, Pedro. I do know that um, fighters move around in the weight divisions as they get older. Um and it's harder for them to um, make weight. Uh, so I, I, I don't know his partic- particular situation, uh, but if the big bucks are there, then uh, that might uh, help him focus his mind. Okay, but do you think that, that fighters are, are, how can I put this, Right now, the UFC is on TV. Boxing is not on TV. And I'm not the biggest UFC fan in the world, but that Dana White guy's putting shows on TV, and he's putting on shows on pay-per-view, and he's putting on some quality shows. But the bottom line is, he's out there. Boxing's having 101 fights as far as main events are concerned, Godfather, and I can't get into watching 101 fights. Um, I don't know uh, exactly why there's such a difference. But this might be it. Dana White pays his guys what he wants to pay them. Nichols. You know, uh, they don't get a piece of the gate. If they if a fight blows out, they get what they get. And they're all a part of his promotional company. Mm-hmm. In boxing, it's different. There are many promotional companies that cross borders and cross countries and oceans and so on and so forth and everybody wants what they consider to be the best share so that everybody comes out of a fight uh, a winner Uh, so I suspect that has something to do with it 
Seriously. We're talking with the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant, celebrating his 40th wedding anniversary today, of course, with his lovely wife, Patricia Stish Merchant. We want to congratulate both of them time and time again. Don King's trying to get back into the, uh, the promotional business. Evidently, he's got a couple of fighters. He can't move around anymore, Godfather. He can't even get up. I mean, he, 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 they can't get him out of a chair. Five years ago, we had to pry him out of a chair to stand him up in Hungary. I mean, that was like six or seven years ago. So he can't stand up anymore. Do you think he can still promote via the virtual type of thing? In other words, could he do a virtual? Is his mouth enough to do the virtual thing right now? Uh, that's another thing I don't know everything about. But Don King is still a marquee name. In boxing, and I imagine others will do the real promoting. Okay. Uh, speaking of promoting, you know, one time I did, an, I was supposed to do an exhibition with Wilfred Benitez, and he left town. And, of course, he left town because he, cause I was going to, no, no. Anyway, he left town. So they put me in with Butch Gomez, who was a junior lightweight around here, and I ran him out of the ring. He was my trainer's brother. Um, but they also put me in with Carlos De Leon. He was a WBC World 190-pound cruiserweight champion at the time, and I was scared to death, but we had sparred in the gym the whole nine yards, and we, it was an exhibition, and he was very nice, very, I mean, he was the nicest man in the entire world. He didn't hurt me anything, but I was scared. Bottom line is, it was an exhibition. I mean, nothing was really going to happen. Mike Tyson's going to push an exhibition on television or on pay-per-view. They're going to charge like 40 or 50 bucks to watch this, is this back to the P.T. Barnum type of thing? There's a sucker born every minute, Larry? There are many suckers born every minute in Pedro. <laughs> and they're counting on, uh, on volume and name recognition, and they'll probably make, make some uh, real bucks. And um, no matter what they say beforehand and all of that, um, it'll be a show. There have been exhibitions sort of like this in the past, and um, you can count on me not watching it. I figured as much. You have a wonderful day, sir. Enjoy your anniversary. Say hello to Mrs. Merchant for me. Give her my best. I wish you guys another 40 years together. You guys are a fantastic couple. I thank you for your hospitality. And more importantly, Larry, I thank you for your class and your integrity and the fact that you spend time with me each week. Thank you, Godfather. Thank you. I'll take 10 years, Pedro. All right. Good enough. <laughs> so long. The, the retired HBO Godfather, Mr. Hall of Famer, is celebrating 40 years of marriage today to Patricia Stitch Merchant. Congratulations, to the God Mama and the Godfather. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So nice, so nice, I got to you. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can 
can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Dr. Fernandez, outside call on line nine. Dr. Fernandez, outside call on line nine. Mighty Tower of Power Horns bringing us back from the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside look at the world of boxing, MMA. A guy that's got a thousand names. We'll just use the one that's on the box rec record right now. Wissico Wangek, the former champion, 115 pounds, was a winner yesterday uh, across the pond in Asia over a guy that was a former champion, 108 pounds. Amwat Runarong. Bottom line is it was like a mismatch. And uh, at the end of the day, Wassell Wang, a Wang Pack can fight, no doubt about that. But but of course he destroyed Chocolito not once but twice. Talk about Mr. Uh, Chocolito going Gonzalez, of course, considered like pound for pound the greatest fighter in Max Kellerman's mind until he got destroyed. Straight up, Angelo Lee beat Tremaine Williams. Of course, that was an 122-pound WBO fight. Of course, Emmanuel Navarrete Martinez gave up the title, moved up to 126 pounds when he had all kinds of business to take care of at 122. That's what I don't get it. I can't get the fights at 122. What do you mean you can't get the fights? Let me let me let me tell you about the 122-pound division. It's always been a, a hot division. It was a division, of course, with um, 
uh, can I put this? Wilfredo Gomez, when 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 uh, Carlos Zarate, the world bantamweight champion, decided he was going to move up from 118 to 122 pounds, it was like the mega fight. Him and, and of course, and, and and Wilfredo Gomez. Gomez was like 32 and 0, something like that. Of course, he destroyed him in the blink of an eye. But right now, Valenz Valenzuela Martinez could have fought Ray Vargas. Of course, that's a kid out of uh, out of Mexico as well. He's like 34 and 0. There's um, of course he already. Okay, Mr. Dogba already dogged him. But there's Brandon Figueroa. There's Angelo Leo now. There's a couple of guys who could have fought at 122 pounds. Why he moved up to 126, I just don't know. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, he is a talented fighter. And, of course, Mexico's maybe most talented fighter. But fighting at 126, I'm just not in agreement with that whatsoever. Nah, 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 nah. 122 pounds is where he should have stayed until he destroyed everybody at 122. Then you move up to 126, uh, 126 pounds. Speaking of destroying everybody at you know, pound for pound. Right now, of course, Saul Everest. Canelo, 53-1, and one, a couple of draws out of Mexico. Talking about fighting in September, and then not talking about fighting in September. These guys all want money, but there's no gate. There's no gate. In other words, listen, if we were fighting at the MGM Grand, or we were fighting at Caesars Palace, or we were fighting at Madison Square Garden, the Garden would give us like five, if I'm the promoter, the Garden's going to give me like five or six million bucks to begin with. Okay, then I'm going to sell some tickets inside the house. So I'm going to make some money there. Okay, and then I'm going to sell T-shirts. I'm going to make all kinds of money. When I don't have a live gate, I can't make that kind of money. So I can't give you millions and millions and millions of dollars. Speaking case in point, Teofimo Lopez, the aforementioned kid from Brooklyn, New York, was like 15-0, 12 knockouts, something like that. There's a rage, no doubt about that. The kid can fight. He's the real deal. I'm behind him. But, you know, him, like $1.2 million is not enough to fight Vasil Lomachenko in the studio. I mean, there's no crowd there, Holmes. You can't fill up the Barclays Center. It ain't going to be happening. MSG ain't going to work. That was the way it was the first time around because MSG was going to host. Ain't going to happen this time. But Lopez, can I say... He doesn't want to take less money. Lomachenko evidently is uh, happy with the money he's been offered because he is the promoter's fighter and more the house fighter. In fact, he's a favorite fighter. In fact, I look at the sports book. He's favored three and a half, four to one, which is a great bet if you bet Lopez. No doubt about that because he is a live underdog. No doubt about that. But if you go back to the the words of the uh, the Godfather a few minutes ago, Larry Merchant, if you wait six to nine months, it can be a bigger fight. How about Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua? Are they going to do it? Is it going to be Deontay Wilder? What's happening? There's not going to be a vaccine in time uh, to save boxing this year as far as putting butts in the seats. And it can happen. It just ain't going to happen. I mean, you, you can dream all you want. You can wish all you want. In fact, you can wish in one hand and spit in the other. Guess which hand is going to get fuller faster? Yeah, that's the way it is. Wishes aren't going to work. OK, and as far as a vaccine is concerned, it would take maybe a year, year and a half for it to to uh, get into the masses as far as the 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 public's concerned, as far as like having mass crowds. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm figuring that we can't pack 80,000 people in the stadium for at least two years, at least two years. So the money's not going to be there for Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fighting in Wembley Stadium. They can fight in somebody's they can fight in an office, put a ring up in an office and put a couple of cameras in there. It'll work. Okay, you can't have the live gate. Teofimo Lopez doesn't seem to want to realize that. Going through the toe. Oh, get this. And Earl Spence now is going to fight Danny Garcia. Oh, boy. Good old Danny. Earl Spence, of course, the kid that got flipped out of the car. What is he, like 30 years old now? 26 and out of, uh, out of Texas, of course. Good fighter, no doubt about that. A southpaw, pound for pound. They consider him one of the best in the game right now. But not after getting flipped out of a car at 95. No, no. Not 95 miles per hour, 105 miles per hour. He got flipped out of a car. I watched his body fly out of the car, 105 miles per hour in slow motion. He's 
he's not going to be able to recover from that. In fact, here's what's up. Danny Garcia is rumored to have is rumored to be having problems making weight. He might not be able to make 147 pounds, evidently. So we've got Scott Cuddy training to make 147. That's why Cuddy's going to make the weight. Cuddy's going to make the weight because we think that Cuddy's got a shot against Earl Spence. Everybody has got a decent shot against Earl Spence. If I didn't have a broken right arm right now, I'd fight Earl Spence. Straight up, Earl Spence, of course, pound for pound. Eh, not in my book, the 10 pound for 10. Not, not in my book, top. 10 pound for pound, not after flying out of that car. The guy, I think, is really making moves, I think, at 147. But then, of course, he got stalled by this coronavirus as well, is the 36-0 kid from Omaha, Nebraska. I'm talking about Terrence Crawford, of course, of champion at 135, 140, and now 147 of the WBO. We'll see what he does as far as his his status is concerned. But Spence is going to fight Danny Garcia. Of course, Danny Garcia, the former champion, 140 pounds, moving up to 147. I was just joking about him having weight problems. But if they need a last-minute substitute, I wanted to put Cuddy in there. If I didn't have a broken right arm, I'd jump in there. I'm telling you, I'm serious. Think about this. You got a fighter that got flipped out of a car at 105 miles per hour. You actually think he's going to have his game on? Man, I'd be, st- I'd be doing all kinds of stuff to mess with his head. I talk with him, and, and we get in close. I tell him, man, 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 you know, mumble in his ear, this kind of stuff. We do the Ali number on him, that kind of good stuff. I think that eventually, I think that Earl Spence is just not the, I, I mean, right now, he's just not the fighter that he once was. Say what you want. I think Manny Pacquiao might have a shot against him. Why? Speed, fast. I think Manny Pacquiao hits hard enough with that left hand that he can get anybody's respect at 147. And, you know, you got to give Manny Pacquiao some props because I didn't think he was – I didn't. Think, I always thought it was Flintstone vitamins, but he's fighting at 147 now. Like, you know, he's almost 50 years old. He's 41 years old. What is his record now? 62-7, and seven, a couple of draws. Of course, the South Pallet of – South part of General Santos City in the Philippines, uh, current senator, going to be president. All this kind of stuff I tried to predict a few years ago, and you guys laughed at me. When I said he was going to run for political office, and people say, he's not smart enough. Well, he was homeschooled. That's, that's his education background. He was homeschooled. So evidently he's smart enough to put a, put a lot of people in homes. He, like, bought a whole lot of small homes over there in the Philippines, and he put people, homeless people and hurting people and people in poverty, he put them in homes. So give Manny Pacquiao his props as a senator, as a good man in the Philippines, and as being able to kick ass at 41 years old, because I thought he was gone a long time ago. I mean, I thought you could, like, just say goodbye. And he still, when he beat up Lucas Matezzi, I thought Matezzi was going to light him up like the White House Christmas tree. That didn't happen. He came back and he won that fight. As far as the other guys that walked away is concerned, Crawford's not a good fight for him. It's just too big, I think, of Manny Pacquiao. I don't, really don't think it's a good fight for him. And as far as the rest of the division is concerned, uh, Spence is a fight for Manny Pacquiao right now. Why do I say that? Because I think Spence is damaged goods. Pound for pound, of course, Saul Alvarez is up there. Tyson Fury, the world linear champion, 31 years old. <clears throat> Of course, we had him on the show last week talking about he ran into, uh, no, Anthony Joshua ran into him. They were training somewhere in Europe, and they happened to run into each other. Of course, they'd like to put that mega fight together, but there is no Wembley Stadium again, and these guys don't want to realize that. So instead of, you know, getting $100 million, maybe you can take $50 million or $60 million. In other words, they've got to realize it's time to take a pay cut, and that includes the promoter, because I know promoters, you know, people say to me, you know, the Muhammad Ali X is it. That, that all everything a promoter makes has got to be disclosed to the fighter. Come on, man. Be serious, okay? I'm telling you, I believe the promoter always makes twice what the, twice what the fighters make. And that's why my man, Floyd Mayweather, not my man as far as the fighter is concerned, but my man is a businessman's concerned because, you know, he went in there and he turned it into his own game. Of course, made all that kind of money. Where did that money come from? 
It came from the promoter's end of it. That's how, that's he, because he became the promoter. Speaking of pound for pound, the former pound for pound guy, I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather, always talking smack, of course. Mike Tyson in the news this week because of the fact he wants to make a comeback. And, of course, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are slated, I think, for September the 12th. And Floyd Mayweather is talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. But what's Mike Tyson saying? I am so excited to see that you're back in the game, man. How does it feel? I feel wonderful. Yo, you know, you're a true knockout artist. Everybody wants to know, is this going to be a knockout, a Mike Tyson knockout fight? Hey, if the opportunity comes, I'm always looking for it. What, what round are we talking? Uh, hey, we have to come and see. All right, you know, because, you know, George Foreman was saying he's a little worried that one of you guys might get hurt in there. Like, what do you have to say to George? I don't know. He wasn't worried about getting hurt when he went on his tour of coming back. Right. And fighting. So don't worry about us. And tell George I love him for caring. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. You know, this is a, this is a big-time training that you got to do. It's an intense training program. But I also know that you love, you know, you love to smoke weed. Have you had to give that up in order to do the training? Hey, listen, my, my total dedication is to fighting right now doing this exhibition. I'm prepared to go eight rounds and I'm going to show the Everybody's excited about this. You've got so many top-notch celebs are excited about this. Have you been training with any any big-name fighters or anything? Like, have you talked to Floyd Mayweather or anything like that? Hey, listen, I just went on my journey to go on this mission and um, a lot of people give me their comments, which I'm very grateful for. But um, like I said before, um, it's a search and destroy and I'm looking forward to capturing my glory. Thank you. Absolutely. You're going to be on top of the fighting game again? Hey, I'm looking forward to you finishing these exhibitions and helping these charities out, which I'm looking forward for. And right. That's what I'm pretty much embracing and embarked on. But the fighting game is what I'm about and hurting people. Absolutely. And, you know, enjoy. When George says he's worried, when are you going to get hurt? Is it are you are you more concerned about Roy getting hurt in this fight than, than you? Listen, I'm not concerned. We're both professionals. We know how to handle ourselves. Right. And what happens happens. Mike Tyson, of course, talking about the eight round exhibition with twelve ounce gloves. You know, Mike only usually wears ten ounce gloves, so I guess it's not that big of a thing to go up in two ounces as far as the glove size is concerned. They will not be wearing headgears. It will be an exhibition. Of course, exhibition means no judges. And back in the day, back in boxing's heyday, there wasn't really like in the Dempsey days and that kind of stuff, they didn't really have judges. They sort of had like like newspaper guys ringside that sort of scored the fights. I kid you not. It was like the newspaper guys scored the fights. That's why a lot of those guys were corrupt, including Wyatt Earp, of course, that famous lawman. He was corrupt as hell as far as a boxing official is concerned. But that's how a lot of fights got fixed. They went to the newspaper guys. They got the newspaper guys drunk and or uh, bribed them. And then, of course, the, the fight was altered as far as the score was concerned. But we're going back to an exhibition. And I'm game for it. I mean, Larry's not game for it. I'm game for it. But am I going to pay 60 bucks to watch it? Nah. I'll go over to Cuddy's house. Cuddy will watch it. I'll go over to Cuddy's house and watch it. I'm not going to watch it at home. I just can't spend 60 bucks on that one. Maybe I'll go over to Ricky's Sports Theater in San Leandro, California. Of course, Ricky's guy. Ricky wasn't looking too good the last time I saw him health-wise. But I wish him the best. And, of course, his wife will carry on the tradition if Ricky were to falter. But Ricky's Sports Theater, talk about history, folks. Boxing. Local football, the Oakland Raiders before they left. And, of course, then they came back and then they left again. But the bottom line is if you want sports history and you're hearing a local light here in the, as far as the SF Bay Area is concerned, check out Ricky's Sports Theater on Hesperian Boulevard in San Leandro, California. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA, the UFC, rocking and rolling, of course. And basically, you know, I, I, I wanted Larry to say it, but like I said it, Dana White's a pimp. And the fighters, he's got her hoes, and they got to fight. 
That's all there is to it. Bottom line is we'll talk about that in depth after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. A little down to the nightclub. T.O.P. to the break. Down to the nightclub. What happened, happened? Sitting by the dance floor, checking it out. Watching the man with the fast feet. Got the hippie strands and the bad boogaloo. The big old bag of tricks. Down to the nightclub. great thing about facts? They're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. Between jobs, retiring, or just need health or life insurance, please visit myhealth-quotes.com or call 833-687-5261. Before you try to get a quote online, call us. We will provide you with the information most sites will not. We teach you exactly what life or health insurance plan you qualify for, how to use your plan, and maximize your benefits. We provide you with the information to make a knowledge-based decision to ensure selecting the right plan. Myhealth-quotes.com to schedule an appointment. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I mean, it's enough to make your head explode. 
This is the new Tower of Power. Check it out. Still the funky horns, baby. Tower of Power. Check them out. They've got two new albums out. Two of them in the last couple of years now. Of course, check it out at towerofpower.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we come to you live on twitch.tv. And as we come to you live on twitch.tv, we are showing, of course, the... Wow, this is pretty cool. The Mike Tyson knockouts. It's pretty... Mike, you know, Mike just destroyed guys. I mean, poor guys, they, they get in the ring with Mike and they think, well, you know, look at him. He may be buffed and this and that, but I've got a shot. Everybody's got a shot, right? Until you get hit. In fact, Mike Tyson talked about the SAC. He talked about being social... People are getting... um. How does it too comfortable being able to threaten people and dog people and disrespect people through social media? In other words, you know, they're not afraid of getting punched in the face anymore. And I think he's got a, a great point there. Uh, speaking of getting punched in the face, Edmar Shabazan, Shabazan was undefeated until he went into the last size middleweight bout. Of course, the UFC, he was the favorite, the betting favorite against Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson, an old veteran, took care of business. A TKO in the third round, 26 seconds into the third round. Of course, that is a middleweight, making it 185 pounds. The co-feature of this ESPN Plus UFC event come to us from Las Vegas and their, their big uh, UFC center down there, of course, where they're filming in the studios. They're getting fights done. But, of course, like Larry said, they've got people on the plantation. And, and I've said this before, when, when you have a dollar, when, e when every UFC dollar is divided up like this, Dana's willing to cop to 18% now that the, the, the fighters make 18% of, of each dollar, 18 cents on a dollar. Before, it was 8 to 12% in a, a lawsuit alleged by several fighters, including Kung Lee and Kyle, Kings, Kyle Kingsbury, when they alleged that the UFC was only paying them 8 to 12 cents per dollar. So if it's up to 18%, 18 cents a dollar, I guess that's a bit of a raise. But like Larry said, it ain't much. And, you know, when you go in there and you take a, a, an ass whooping, you get paid $9,000. These guys get like, like nine grand, but they get to go to Dubai. See, that's it. So you got to go to Dubai or you got to fight on TV on ESPN Plus and these fools will take the nine or ten grand and they'll go over there and they get lit up like a White House Christmas tree. And I mean beat up so bad that they can't fight for 180 days, six months suspensions. So I mean, so nine grand, even if you made 30 grand, even if you made 30 grand and you were off six months, what does that mean? You can't train for every day. They don't want you to have no contact training for six months, okay? So that means you go back into the gym maybe five months later, no contact training for a month, and then you start contact training. So you've got another two months after that. So you're not going to be able to fight for eight to nine months afterwards. What does that say if you only made 30 grand? And then after the 30 grand, I talked to you about that. 30 grand. What is 30 grand in the world of, of combat sports? Well, you got to pay a third to the manager, maybe then 10% to the to the trainer. And then of course you've got the cut man. So we'll give him a we'll give him two points. Uh, what I'm trying to say is everybody's got to have their cut. You've got to pay for your own camp. You get to pay for your own food sometimes. Bottom line is MMA, those guys are like the hoes of combat sports. I said it time and time again. In fact, if they were working the streets of San Francisco, if Dana White was a I was a cop. Some of you know that, some of you don't know that. But I was a cop in San Francisco. And when I broke in as a rookie, a recruit, we worked in the Tenderloin where they used to have hookers. Hookers walking the streets. They don't have that anymore because I got Craigslist and I guess the internet and all that kind of stuff. But they used to have hookers walking the street. And it was, it was a different, how can I put this? It was, a, it was a different world back then. But if you had a pimp that was only given his hooker eight or ten dollars for each hundred dollars she would bring in, she wouldn't be working for him too long. I mean, she would say, you know what, I'm getting on the Greyhound, I'm going to L.A., I'm going to Free, I'm going somewhere. Because that's what the girls do. The girls work a circuit. How do I know that? <laughs> I was in Honolulu, Hawaii, receiving the 1990 North American Boxing Federation 
uh, Writer of the Year Award, and I went to a disco afterwards, uh, or no, the night before the award ceremony, and I saw all these women, and they were like giggling at me and looking at me, and I'm saying, man, I must be looking hot. Cut, man, I thought I was a spit that night. I did. I'm saying to myself, man, all these girls are admiring me. They're smiling at me. They were hookers from San Francisco that were working in Honolulu, Hawaii. So they recognized me as a cop. And they're going, oh, giggling, that kind of good stuff. I didn't know. Here I'm thinking to myself, man, you must be looking like a zillion dollars. No, no, no. You look like a cop from San Francisco. I'm trying to say this. The girls work the circuit. But those girls were working for more than 8 to 12 or 18 cents to the dollar. You just couldn't give a girl... Tell a girl to go out and work 100 bucks, do a sex act for 100 bucks, and only, only take 8 bucks. I mean, it ain't going to happen. Not even a crack. Somebody unhooked, cooked on a crack is going to do that. But the UFC fighters have to do it. They just have to do it. They, they don't have a choice. There's no other game in town. That's the only game in town for these guys. And some of these guys aren't, you know, I mean, they're MMA fighters to begin with. They're not the smartest guys in the world. And they think when well, fighters aren't for the most part. But boxers are smarter than MMA guys, I think. Anyway, they realize it's not going to get kicked in the head. Getting kicked in the head is not, is not healthy. Getting hit in the head is not healthy. But getting kicked in the head, I'm telling you, the residual effects we're going to see from this MMA, from the USC, from this cage fight in 15 or 20 years from now, you're already seeing it. I mean, Jake Stitch Duran, of course, Jacob Stitch Duran, formerly of Northern California, now the Cutman Extraordinaire, former world heavyweight champion. I think he had both the heavyweight champion of the UFC as his client, Cain Velasquez, and Vladimir Klitschko, the world boxing heavyweight champion, as his client at the same time. So he was like the king of Cutman, no doubt about the undisputed heavyweight champion of Cutman, Jacob Stitch Duran. But, you know, Stitch says now, when he goes to the gym, he sees guys that are, that are rummy, mumbling, not, you know, act a little off. And when you look at guys, this, this is how I sort of notice residual effects of combat sports. Mm. When I look at guys, and I look at guys right in their eyes, I try to look them eye to eye. The eyes aren't right. The eyes are, that's the first sign that something's going wrong as far as neurologic, as far as Dr. Fernandez, you heard Dr. Fernandez a little earlier in the, in the hour being introduced there on the Rockford Files, but no, no, I mean, that's, that's I mean, I said, it's easy to assess because you're looking at a guy and you spend some time, spend time around a guy and he's looking at you with both eyes or looking at you square and then you like see him a year and a half later, like two years later and then one eye is just off slightly. One off, one eyes, and there was a, you look about, and you say to yourself, "What's wrong with that picture?" And then you realize the eye is off slightly. That's the first sign of the residual effects of boxing and/or MMA taking place, combat sports, and it happens. You know when you know you know what sport it happens the most in the NFL. It doesn't look like the NFL is going to happen this year. Of course, the NBA having problems as far as the. Uh, the, uh, the uh, COVID is concerned. They're going to try to put together a league. And, of course, you've also got Major League Baseball. I think Marlins, something like 22 people involved with the, the, uh, the Miami Marlins tested positive for that virus. So I guess the virus is not under control. But the president keeps saying it is. He says we got this under control. It'll go away by April. That's what he said. Go away by April. 160,000 people said it'll go away by April. That's on him. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Earlier in the hour, I talked about that exhibition I did with De Leon down there at the Clarion Hotel. I guess this was May of 1984. I just come back from the Olympic trials. Did okay. Finished on my feet. Of course, lost a decision to Vincent Webb of East St. Louis. And 
if I ever told you about East St. Louis, it's like Don King told me, don't ever go. When I went to St. I went to St. Louis, I wanted to go to East St. Louis to buy some clothes, and this guy said they got pimp clothes there and pimpish clothes. Anyway, um, old gangster clothes. And and Don King said, don't you go, don't go, don't go to East St. Louis, Pedro. You crazy if you go to East St. Louis. In fact, I think he said that on TV. Don't go to East St. Louis. You're in the back. Don't go to East St. Louis. Well, I went to East St. Louis, and then they pulled a gun on me and Fabio. So it was sort of so it was sort of lived up with what Don said, no doubt about the East St. Louis, a world of its own. But back to the exhibitions. You know, when De Leon was going to fight Bash Ali here, of course, that fight took place in June of 1984. It was May of 1984, and we had Wilfred Benitez here. And Wilfred Benitez, of course, the former three-division champion, the man, of course, that won the world title at 17 years old, 17 years old, beat Antonio Cervantes. Of course, I never, was never a big fan of Cervantes, the fighter from down there, in, uh, down there in South America, but he beat him, no doubt about it, at 17 years old. Then he beat Palomino at 147 for the 147-pound championship. Of course, later he would beat Maurice Hope for a 154-pound title, but straight up at 147, Benitez, of course, clashed with Sugar Ray Leonard. This was a super fight. He and Ray Leonard in 1979, I think it was November of 79, if my memory serves me correct. And, of course, Benitez went into this fight as a WBC champion. But he went into this fight training like a week and a half. He knew he was going to get beat. And people said to me, well, we only trained a week and a half. Wait, wait, I don't care if you only trained a week and a half. He knew he had the fight two months before. Ray Leonard trained two months. So what, well, Wilfred Benitez is different? I had to make the weight. I barely make the weight. I got so tired hearing Benitez BS. And then, of course, Benitez comes to San Francisco, and he's here for this card that Gordon Ashby is going to put on at the, uh, at the Oakland Coliseum, of course, which featured, as I said, the main event, Bash Ali challenging uh, Carlos Del Leon for the world championship. But it was supposed to be Benitez and somebody else, I forget who it was, and the co-feature, Benitez left town. But one of the reasons why he left town was he was getting lit up in the gym. I mean, he was just getting lit up. People, everybody was. Zach was Zach lit him. Zach was Zach. Zach Hughes. Zach Willis. I can't think of Zach's last name, but Zach Attack. Zach Attack was lighting him up, and that was a guy. He because he wouldn't do anything. Benitez was gone at that point in time. He just stayed against, laid against the ropes. You know, like he would, like he was roping a dope. He was just a dope on the ropes. And you know, at first I thought. He was laying a trap for me. That's what I kept thinking, that Benitez was just laying a trap, you know, because we sparred two different times. And the first time we sparred, the first round we sparred two, time, two rounds each time. And the first time we sparred, the first round was like touchy-touch. And then the second round, I said, Chris Gomez said, go for it. You know, go for it. Hit him. Hit him. And I did. I mean, I went and Benitez blocked and, and played the defensive wizard and that kind of good stuff. But he offered no offense whatsoever. At that point in time, he was gone. Of course, he would leave town a couple weeks later. And then when, uh, a couple weeks later, and we would do that exhibition the day after he left town. So he leaves, ex he leaves town. Then we go down to San Mateo, California. And they hook up a ring for us with a bunch of ropes. And they had like, you remember those those things that you uh, you section off a, a movie theater with, like those little those little uh, turnstiles and stuff. That's how they built the ring. I kid you not. So not only am I going to get into this ring with a with first Butch Gomez, poor Butch, that wasn't a good day for Butch. Um, but first I was going to get in there once beaten professional Butch Gomez, of course. And my trainer was Chris Gomez, his brother. What did he tell me? Go for it. Butch never fought again. Think about it. So anyway, so then it's De Leon, me and De Leon. And, you know, you never know because every once in a while, you know, some guys get upset. Maybe you clip them a little bit too hard. You disrespect them, this and that. But De Leon was a class act. Of course, the late Carlos De Leon, he defended that title for a few years, but he died about a year and a half ago. And the reason why I bring him up is that, you know, we haven't had a really a world title fight in San Francisco since. And now with the COVID-19 virus and the coronavirus, call it what you want. Anyway, the bottom line is, 
Doesn't look like we're going to have one anytime soon. Of course, we've got Darren Haney. He is the WBC champion, 135 pounds. Of course, some people like Teofimo Lopez call him the internet champion because he never really won a title fight. I think he was anointed champion or something like that. But we've got Darren, Darren Haney here in the city by the bay. I thought that Darren was going to be the guy. I said to myself, man, watching this guy, he skipped the Olympics. He, he said, you know what? I'm skipping the Olympics. There's no really no need for me to fight amateur anymore. I'm a professional fighter. And he got his act together. Of course, moved to Las Vegas, trained down there, became one of the premier fighters at 135. But he doesn't seem to want to. How can I put this? Put it on the line. Just like Lopez doesn't want to put it on the line. These guys, you know, they talk, they talk, they talk, they talk, but they're not fighting. Same thing with Valenzuela. Of course, Mr. Martinez, Emmanuel Navarrete Martinez. I'm still ca I still can't believe that he didn't stay at 122. There was fights at 122, but these guys, they don't want to fight the tough fights. It's always the easy fights. Like GSP, George St. Pierre said, on last week's show, you know, it's always not only in combat sports and fighting, but it's anything you do. You try to get as much you can for as least that you do. Okay, well, that seems to be the prevalent situation, the prevalent uh, prevalence right now as far as boxers are concerned. Canelo's holding out. Um, Teofimo's holding out. These guys can hold out. Where are they going to go? I mean, it's not like you can go to another promoter. It's not like you can go somewhere else to another country. There's nowhere. With the COVID is everywhere. They can't pack anybody in the stadium. Folks, I'm trying to do fire, talking to you fighters. Why can't you do that? just wake up and realize, man, this ain't happening. There ain't going to be no live crowds for a while. So Tiafimo, take the $1.2 million. Try to get a cut of it if there's a pay-per-view. Try to get some international money and that kind of good stuff. And take your $1.2 million. And if you can beat Vistola Manchego, take the $1.2 million. Take their contract the first time. And the second time, you call the shots. Until then, you ain't the man. Lomachenko is. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. These are the eyes that never knew how to smile Till you came into my life And these are the arms that long to lock you inside Every day and every night See, I'm trying to show love is right. Oh, show and tell, just a game I play when I wanna say I love you, girl. So show me and tell me that you feel. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. 
ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest, no kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Mike Tyson and Donald Trump. Donald Trump's president. Mike Tyson's coming back. Of course, they had a, uh, kind of put this a bit of a business relationship. Of course, Mike Tyson would endorse him, I believe, for president in 2016. But I remember back in the, by 1988, about 1980, when Mike Tyson was married to Robin Gibbons. Remember? Robin, R-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe. And she's a, a thief. No doubt about that, of course. Her mother sued uh, Dave Winfield, the New York Yankees, claiming that he gave her herpes. Of course, nah, that's not a good thing to like put out there in the public, but that's what kind of lady Ruth Roper was. Of course, Ruth Roper, for the first date with Mike Tyson, she showed up with Mike Tyson, uh, Robin Gibbons, Mike Tyson, three accounts, and a photographer. Why would you need three accounts on your first date unless you were looking to fleece this guy to some money? Anyway, I'm looking back in 1980. I guess it was 1980, but I remember it was a book. Uh, that Tim O'Brien from the New York Times wrote about Trump Nation. Of course, it was Art of the, being the Donald. And of course, that was his, his clash with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson asked him, hey, can I ask you, Don, Donald, <clears throat> quote, can I ask you, are you effing my wife? Now, here's Trump. Now, if I froze, I'm dead. You would have zero chance. Here's the heavyweight champion of the world, and he's a solid piece of effing armor. What did I say? Trump never disclosed his answer. And of course, Tyson never copied it anyway. But as far as Miss Robin Gibbons or Miss Mrs. Tyson sleeping with a lot of guys, I'm going to say she got around. No doubt about that. Hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide is forthcoming. Live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211. Of course, Twitch.tv will continue to be live broadcast on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USDA channel for hour number two. We'll bring in Muhammad Ali. We'll have some fun in hour number two. Talk about Ali. And, of course, the days have gone by when racial equality was a thing maybe we could dream about. 
We'll talk about that and more with Ali in depth. Hour number two, Muhammad Ali and more on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I guarantee you there's no problem. USA Radio News with Wendy King. According to forecasters, Tropical Storm Isaias will likely remain its strength and not reach hurricane status once again. But that hasn't stopped the residents from getting the supplies they need to ride out the storm. Holly LaSalle Ricci lives in Juno Beach and says finding items on store shelves was difficult. So you see a lot of people and uh, a lot of aisles that don't seem to have much toilet paper and paper towels and um, sort of pre-pandemic like situation in there. Robbie Berg with the National Hurricane Center in Miami has more on others who will be affected. Hurricane warnings for the east coast of Florida have been downgraded to tropical storm warnings. It really does look like all parts of the east coast will feel some effects of the storm. It'll just vary from location to location, whether it's the wind, rain, or storm surge. Florida officials lifted a storm watch for the state's eastern coastline. This is USA Radio News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. With coronavirus cases soaring in many states nationwide, the debate in Washington over a new relief package to help those affected is now taking center stage. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin spoke on ABC. We put on the table a proposal. Let's extend it for one week at the same rate while we negotiate so we don't hurt the American public. And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also spoke on ABC's This Week. I say to them, talk to President Trump. He's the one who is standing in the way of that. We have been for the $600. Uh, they have a $200 proposal, which does not meet the needs of America's working families. A massive wildfire continues to spread over Southern California. KCZB-TV's Hermali Agawe. This is an explosive fire. It's fueled by a lot of brush here that hasn't burned in a long time, is what fire officials have told us. More than 7,800 people have been evacuated from their homes. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. 
The FDA is blaming red onions from a company in California for an outbreak of salmonella that sickened nearly 400 people. The agency said the infections in 31 states have been traced to Thompson International in Bakersfield, California. The company is recalling all of their onions, red, white, yellow, and sweet. The FDA said that if consumers, retailers, or restaurants are unable to tell if their onions are from Thompson International, they should throw the produce out. The Public Health Agency of Canada is also investigating a salmonella outbreak that has a similar genetic fingerprint to the one in the U.S. Of the 369 reported illnesses, 59 people were hospitalized. There have been no deaths so far linked to the outbreak. California had the most cases at 49, followed by Montana at 33 and Michigan at 23. The vice presidential vetting process is picking up speed as Joe Biden prepares to pick a running mate. The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee has a list of women that appears to be getting shorter each day. Among the top contenders, Senator Kamala Harris and Congresswoman Karen Bass. I don't think he can go wrong、uh, with either one of them.、Uh, so I, I, I do believe、uh, that Biden will let his voting, his vetting, and his heart and head、uh, do what is proper. Democratic Senator Jim Clyburn on Fox and Friends. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government. And then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800 932 5517. 800 932 5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Yeah. Brought to you by the WBO. The World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, no, no, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Welcome to Ring Talk. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your host. I'm also an award winning writer, former four time Golden Glove champion who happened to. 
to make it to the Western Olympic Trials back in 1984 and finish on my feet against the formidable number nine ranked Vincent Webb. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, the longest running fight show in history. We'll be hearing from the greatest this hour. That's right. Muhammad Ali will join us. A bit controversial, a bit off the wall. We'll hear him and David Frost go back and forth back in 1974 from Deer Lake, Pennsylvania. It was Ali's training camp, of course, for the the Ali Foreman fight, the Rumble in the Jungle. Of course, Ali would go over there and silence everybody. I mean, nobody expected him to be George Foreman. Not me, not anybody. Nobody, nobody in their wildest dreams thought he could be over there and beat this big, ugly monster. I mean, George Foreman had knocked out Joe Frazier in two rounds. And, of course, Muhammad Ali had hell with Joe Frazier. Of course, 15 rounds losing that 15-round decision, March 8, 1971, in the fight of the century. No doubt about that, getting knocked down in the 15-round, of course, Ali. But Ali was really hurt in that 12th round. If you really want to talk about Ali getting hurt in that first Frazier fight, it was the 12th round. Check it out. You can watch it, of course, on YouTube.com. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, talk MMA unboxing this hour. We've got open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. The number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. One six one three. We are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Of course, currently showing Mike Tyson's greatest knockouts. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? 
It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez what's the thing you would most like people to say about your life he was a great champion or what what would you like people to think about you when you've gone I'd like for them to say he took a few cups of love he took one tablespoon of patience one tablespoon teaspoon of generosity one pint of kindness he took one quart of laughter one pinch of concern and then he mixed willingness with happiness he added lots of faith and he stirred it up well then he spread it over a span of a lifetime and he served it to each and every deserving person he met. of course ali talking about uh we'll hear a little bit later about ali and david frost but straight up muhammad ali talking about the world in 1974 of course and what he wanted people to remember him as of course a lot of people have mixed mixed feelings about Muhammad Ali. Of course, some people still feel that he was a draft. I mean, somebody told me I was on an airplane a few years ago. It says, you know, I was wearing a Muhammad Ali t-shirt and the guy says to me, he goes, um, you know, he, he was a dredge, the draft dodger. He wasn't a draft dodger. Why? The fact that he didn't want to let, let him use his name to lead other young men to slaughter. I mean, that was an issue. Shouldn't have been an issue. Not in my mind. No doubt about that. Speaking of Mike Tyson, we're going back to Mike Tyson because that's what I'm getting the text here. You guys keep saying the Tyson fight, the Tyson fight. It's not a fight. It's an exhibition. In fact, I'm going to go through Mike Tyson. In fact, I was at Mike Tyson's last fight. Was it 2004 when he, he took on Kevin McBride? I'll get to the record in just a minute. Of course, Mike Tyson now coming back, the big time guy. I mean, you heard him in hour number one. He's out to hurt people. 50 and 6, been stopped five times, 44 kills, been stopped five times. Think about that. But the McBride fight, when he lost to Kevin McBride in 2005, he said he had lost it in 1989. I mean, I asked him the question. I mean, when do you think he lost it? He said, I lost it in 1989. Of course, that was the last real big fight he won against Carl the Truth Williams before going over to Tokyo taking in some geisha girls, not training all that seriously, or maybe he did train all that seriously, and Buster Douglas was just a better guy that night. But, you know, it wasn't just that last fight with Mike Tyson getting stopped by Kevin McBride, I mean, basically quitting between rounds. I mean, good Lord, woof, woof. He was barking like a dog. He did. He dogged out in that one. That was like meh, June 11th. 2005. That's when I remember Layla Ali was uh, on the stage on the dice afterwards. She had fought somebody, some hobo, hoboette or something like that, some girl that was really not all that worthy. So I said to her, hey, when are you going to fight Ann Wolf? Ann Wolf was the world champion in her weight at that point in time. She said, who? Yeah, that's how genuine Layla Ali was. Anyway, before the McBride fight, he, he, he lost to Danny Williams. If ever there was a hobo, um, I shouldn't saw that. I shouldn't say that. But Danny wasn't the most deserving guy in the entire world. And Danny Williams beat that. And, of course, before that fight, he knocked out Clifford Etienne in one round. That was no big surprise there because Etienne was really a cruiserweight. Before that, the loss to Lennox Lewis, of course, in 2002. So from 2002 to 2005, Mike Tyson went 
one in three. And that one win was over Clifford Etienne. Before that, he beat Brian Nielsen in 2001. Of course, he had the no contest with Andrew Gallardo, that wild fight. The Lou Savarese win. Before that, he beat a guy by the name of Julian Francis, who was 21-7. and seven. Who the hell is that? And, of course, there was the Orland Norris fight at the MGM Grand. I'll never forget that. Why won't I forget it? Because it ended in a no contest in the first round when Mike Tyson tried to bake or break Orland Norris's arm. Before that, it was a fat guy from South Africa. I'm talking about the former IBF champion, Franz Both, And, of course, the fight prior to that was back to 1997 with Mike Tyson, the bite fight. Of course, he weighs in 218 pounds. Evander Holyfield weighs in in even 218 pounds. Both these guys the same weight. Of course, it's the rematch. They're going to hook it up. What happens? Mike Tyson bites him not once, but twice. And, of course, Mills Lane, the referee that night, he and I were broadcast partners. We had some great times together. We had some not-so-great times together. But one of the times I said to him, he had a couple of glasses of wine. It was the only time I ever saw Mills feeling good. And it was Mills was always one of his, I'm always taking care of me. He'd have a glass of wine once in a while, but he was always taking care of business, always like a general, isn't it? But one night he had a couple of glasses of wine. I think we were in Cincinnati. And I said to him, do you think maybe you should have disqualified him after he bit Evander Holyfield's ear the first time? I mean, the second time he, he bit his ear off, bit a piece of it off. And he thought about that. And he said to me, he says, you know, I talked to Mark Ratner that night. He sort of like gave me the incline, it gave me, leaned on me that we didn't want to stop the fight then, right then and there, that it might have caused a riot, that people might have went crazy and this and that. And of course it went, what, a couple of rounds, a round and a half more, and of course Mike Tyson would bite him again and then spit a Vander Holyfield's ear across the ring there. That was a bit of a shocker, no doubt about that. But that was 1997, okay? Mike Tyson, of course, lost the first fight to Vander Holyfield. Got stopped in the 11th round. Of course, that was in 1996. Before that, it was Bruce Seldon. Of course, Bruce Seldon was that guy from Atlantic City. They called him the Atlantic City Express. Of course, he, was, he took a dive. The guy got hit on the shoulder. I mean, I was there at that fight. I couldn't believe it. It was 1996, and Mike Tyson's coming back. You know, he'd fought the, we'll go through the guys that he fought, but this was supposed to be a step up in competition before the Holy Hill fight, taking on Bruce Seldon, because Bruce Seldon was a guy from Atlantic City, just put it to you like that. Anyway, he went in one round. Before that, it was Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno froze. Frank Bruno froze in three rounds. Bruno was a guy that he could box, but if, if, if he was scary. He was scary. Frank Bruno, you could scare. So, so Tyson scared the spit out of him. When I say spit, I say spit with an H. Of course, before that, it was Buster Mathis Jr. Knocked him out in three rounds. Of course, I was there for that fight. That was the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Of course, that's where they, they locked me in the Spectrum. I was doing radio afterwards on KMBR, I think, and um, they, I was the only one still in the arena at ringside. I did some TV for Don King that night. And afterwards, I was doing the radio show because it was like, you know, live on the on the West Coast, but delay uh, live on the West Coast, we made it late on the East Coast. So I was in the Philadelphia Spectrum, and they shut off all the lights. They shut, I mean, on the air, I kid you not, they shut off all the lights in the arena. I had to crawl out. I crawled out of that place. Like, I mean it, on my hands and knees, I crawled out of that place. But, of course, that was also the fight where, that was also the fight where, where uh, Panama Lewis got bowled. Panama Lewis was the guy that took the stuffing out of, uh, Luis Resto's gloves back in 19, uh, what year was that? Of course, during 1983 when Duran fought Davey Moore. Of course, that was on the undercard. He took the stuffing, uh, the padding out of his gloves. Billy Collins was, you know, permanently injured. But Luis Resto, he wasn't able to ever fight again. But Panama Lewis was licensed. And this is what got me upset. It was when we were in Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. And I saw Panama. And I was with Don King. I didn't care. If I was Don said, Don tried to pull me off. No, no, no. Anyway, of course, Panama had 
committed the biggest atrocity in all of boxing when he took the stuffing out of gloves that he didn't need to. In other words, one guy was hitting a guy with just hand wraps wrapped in leather. That's all they were. I'm talking about the Luis Resto's gloves. The gloves disappeared, much like the gloves with Aaron Pryor in the first Alexis Arguello fight back from 19, was it 82? Yeah, those, those gloves disappeared. I prior had them on in the ring, but prior doesn't have them now, and they were never ever they were never seen after they were taken off Aaron Pryor in the ring tonight. Who? What is the common uh, the common equation between both those fights? Panama Lua. So anyway, Panama and I are like nose to nose. We're in the elevator, and I want to say something in the elevator. You know, I really don't want to because I don't like this guy. Mm. And I, I mean, he's a piece of spit. I was getting spit with an H. So I don't say nothing in the elevator. And then we get out of the elevator, and I think he thinks that I'm not going to say something because he knows I had talk smack on, uh, I put talk some smack about him on both radio and TV in the past. I did it on Don King Productions one time, and Don said to me, he goes, he goes, hey, you, he goes, you got, you got, you got opinions about Panama, huh? Didn't tell me I had bad opinions. See, that's the thing with Don King. He never ever assailed anything I said on the air. Never told me what to say, and I would say anything I wanted. Never, I never was censored or anything like that. Okay, but he never assailed me for anything I said on the air. He just was. And people, you know, and, and people say to me, how can, how can you like that guy? He, you know, he killed a couple of people. Yeah, I understand that, but it's not how he treated other people. It's how he treated you. I mean, the guy treated me good. There's just no doubt about it. He treated me really good. Took care of my, my daughter when I did televised fights for him. Of course, he lined up and, and had nannies ready. I had my own nanny, but he had nannies ready. I mean, he was just, he was a great guy to me. And people can't understand why he wasn't. Back to Don, back to Mike Tyson. Before the, um, the Buster Mathis fight, of course, was a comeback fight with Peter McNeely, the pizza guy. You saw how that ended. That wasn't pretty, was it? Of course, it ended like in the first round. The pizza guy took a dive. I mean, he got hit. Whatever. Because, of course, Tyson hadn't fought for, what, four years before that. He had the two fights with Donovan Ruddick. So what I'm trying to tell you is Mike Tyson hasn't been around since 1989, 89, 99, 2000. We're talking, that's a long time. That's a long time. And, you know, he's picking a guy that's got a soft chin in Roy Jones. Roy Jones not the greatest fighter in the world, not anymore, of course. At one point in time, he had lightning-fast reflexes, and that's how he was able to beat everybody. The fact he was, he was able to exploit your, your being slower than he is, okay? But he can't do that anymore. Of course, once he got hit on the chin by Antonio Tarver, it was all over. I mean, Roy, you ready? You remember what Tarver told him that night? Hey, Roy, you got any excuses tonight? Then he knocked him out like a minute and a half later. That's the way Tarver did things. Tarver was a bad dude back at that point in time, and he knew he had Roy Jones' number. Speaking of Roy Jones, he's the opponent here. He is a perfect foil for Mike Tyson. Why don't I say he's a perfect foil? Because he's a smaller guy. He's a little bit faster, or supposedly a little bit faster. But get this, he don't take a punch too well. So whether it's 12-ounce gloves or not, when Mike Tyson makes contact, he'll look to make contact, of course, I think, with the body first, the arms and that kind of good stuff. That's what you want to do. When you're away from the ring a long time, at least that's what I try to do when I get back in the ring, uh, and you try to spar with somebody, I don't want guys hitting me back, but you want to make contact. In other words, you want to make contact. And I think it's real important that somebody makes contact as far as Mike Tyson is concerned to see if Tyson wants to take it. And then you've got Roy Jones who can't take it. So this one guy, does he want to take it? The other guy can't take it. This is what this big exhibition is all about. One guy can't, well, one guy won. Straight up, we'll see what happens. Tyson and Roy Jones, the exhibition set for eight rounds. Muhammad Ali upcoming in our next segment. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and now broadcasting live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Lines on my 
I'm just ready to get it on and crush this guy's skull. Everything you said, she spoke of strangers that don't sleep too bad. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? Well, his footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. He has a nice smile. Little East Bay Soul here. They kick ass, man. Of course, Greg Adams, one of the founding members of Tower of Power, one of my boys from Westmore High School here in Daly City, California. Graduate in 1968. Gave up 
a shot at the Juliet School of Music to join Tower of Power at 17, and the rest is history. So East Bay Soul, check them out. They got two albums, East Bay Soul and East Bay Soul 2.0. Check it out at eastbaysoul.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of <laughs> boxing and MMA. You know, somebody shot me a text just now. <clears throat> Regarding Joe Frazier, and I made a comments, a couple of comments about Joe Frazier. Listen, Joe Frazier w- w- was a great heavyweight, no doubt about that. But he had his own style, his own unique style. And he tried to make his son Marvis, who was really a good boxer, a good stick-and-move boxer, he tried to turn him into Joe Frazier, a knockout puncher. And, and, and Marvis couldn't punch like that, okay? So he got Marvis hurt. Anyway, he got Marvis hurt with Larry Holmes, put Marvis into a fight with Larry Holmes. And, of course, I thought that Joe should have been arrested for child abuse for that fight. At the at the same time, Larry should have been arrested for attempted murder. I mean, holy cow, although he was telling the referee to stop the fight, that was just, just uh, an up, uh, uh, how can I put this, an ass kicking of monumental proportion, of course. And Joe would also put him in with Mike Tyson. Wouldn't last too long against Mike Tyson. What I'm telling you, trying to tell you is the greatest fighters in the world don't become the greatest managers in the world. My, and Joe Frazier was a horrible manager. He was, of course, Joe had a drinking problem. I told you about that. He was, every time I saw him, <clears throat> You could smell booze on him. It was just part of like Joe Frazier's aroma. I mean, he didn't have perfume. He didn't wear a cologne, per se. He, he drank. I mean, every time I saw him for like the past 25 years of his life, every time I saw him, there was booze. Didn't matter what time it was of the day. You smelled booze on Joe Frazier. Case in point, we're doing a fight at the, the Omni, I think, in Atlanta, Georgia. In fact, it was Evander Holyfield and Vaughn Bean, I think, for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think it was Vaughn Bean. Anyway, I was interviewing Goldberg ringside. But, you know, I, I, I try to – how can I put this to you? I try to, put it to my, I try to put it to these guys that when you come to a certain point in your life, you've got to say, I can't fight anymore. I mean, I'd love to fight. I run. You know, I, I, I still do shadow boxing. Yesterday I lost a unanimous decision in six rounds in my shadow. The shadow beat me up after six rounds. After six rounds with 30-second breaks, I was, like, dead to the world. And then I did some road work. But that doesn't mean I'm in shape to fight. And I just don't think that Mike Tyson's in shape to fight at the age of 52. I read 54, whatever he is. But the bottom line is he's an old dude. He hasn't fought since in 30, almost 30 years. Come on, man. Give me a break. But everybody's going to watch it, right? Because it's a freak show. And like Larry said, there's a sucker born every minute. There's a lot of suckers born every minute. Straight up, a guy that wasn't a sucker, but he was a bit controversial in his time. Of course, we'll go back to 1974. It was Deer Lake, Pennsylvania. Of course, the training camp for Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. The Rumble in Jungle and David Frost and Ali go back and forth. Everything hangs out with his own. White people... Are- Cultures different from black people. Puerto Ricans and Indonesians cannot integrate. Egyptians and Germans cannot integrate. Australians and Mexicans cannot integrate. They have different foods. They have different music, different cultures. See, you white and I'm black. If white people have a party tonight and black people have a party, the party will be 100% different. The music. I go in a white restaurant. We integrate today, white. Right? You go in a white restaurant, you got to look all day no. on the jukebox to find some music. No, no, no. At, at our party, we'll have Aretha Franklin, on, Stevie now. Wonder. Let me, and... let, me, let me tell you now. If I go... Pale jukebox in a white restaurant. Anybody black Italian here? You got to look all over that box for some black music. Hank Snow, uh, uh, Johnny Cash, uh, all, kind of, all kind of names I ain't never heard of. You know, when that train comes around that mountain, when that train, 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 train comes, and that truck driver. So what I'm saying is. Uh, 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 ain't nothing wrong with that music, but that fits the white culture. You go in our joints, oh baby, don't leave. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I cried all night. Who's that running out of my back door, honey? Oh, but see, those are problems. Then I go to Chinese restaurant. Pling, ting, tang, tong, tong, ting. So we can't integrate. Yeah. We ain't gonna never have no peace. The culture, the nature's different. I don't hate you. We can eat in your restaurant. We want to marry your women. We got your women now. It ain't nothing we can't do today. But these things the dog got. I see dogs on television eating out of the same plate with white people. I see dogs in the buses, and they do everything with the dogs. So I ain't getting nothing the dog ain't got. So really, ain't nothing in this integration. I need some land. I need some jobs. My people need jobs. We need some something so we can build and do for ourselves. And we must have some land. Forty million people. You know, it's a lot of Negroes just in New York and Cleveland, Baltimore, Washington, California. It's a lot of black. Ooh, that's a whole nation. Forty million, man. They don't tell you the truth about that. They want us to stop having babies. They give them birth control. They're paying black women. It's forty million, not twenty million. Yeah, they're paying black women not to have babies now. They got all kind of plans to stop our race well we, everyone so when we know everyone's all of this, getting into birth so control, now a man with black. a man with my knowledge what can you tell a man like me now what should you what's your suggestion that's your question okay you talking to me not a dumb negro or poke shop eater don't know the truth i'm free now i woke up now what are you going to tell me now i done gave you my solution some land of my own doing something for myself like you england and america do now i know you're not against the black man i know you're not against me having my land are you not i know you all. english the ruled and slave forever for a long time but do you, do you still today don't want me to have my own country and build for myself and govern myself? Would you think that's bad if we thought like that? I well, what's your solution to my problem? Eight. 1974, then you all just, some white men just flew from New York to England in an hour, less than two hours. You all are so progressive. You're walking around on other planets. Now, today, I'm intelligent too now. What do you, what, what's your suggestion? What should be my movement? Integrate? Yeah, equal rights in, in a mixed society. In this society, where you still own the government, you still own the train station, the railroad plant, the lecture plant, these television cameras, you still make all the food, you control everything, and I'm like a leech on a dog's back. All I can do is just wait for you. I can't do nothing for myself. Integrate and in your society don't mean I'm doing nothing for myself. You're doing it all. I want to do something for myself. I'm tired of depending on you. You might get broke one day. Your stores might close. Your gas pumps might cut off again. I'm relying on you now. Can I have my own land and country well you've got your own freedom here for instance i know you're luckier than many black people oh, in america but me. you're your own i'm boss. speaking for my nation See, i know i appreciate if I was that. representing just me i wouldn't be talking like this because i got it made i'm talking for my brothers who's out but i just don't him. see how Mohammed, i don't see, see how. how you can slice up america into bits and get well, all the whites in one area and all the blacks well, then in another we, then we leave then we get to we leave but they'd miss you i know it one last question. At the end of your life, whether it was Allah who was saying it, Elijah Muhammad, or whether it was something that someone wrote about yeah. you after you'd gone, what's the thing you would most like people to say about your life? He was a great champion, or what? What would you like people to think about you when you've gone? I'd like for them to say he took a few cups of love. He took one tablespoon of patience, one tablespoon, teaspoon of generosity, one pint of kindness he took one quart of laughter one pinch of concern and then he mixed willingness with happiness he added lots of faith and he stirred it up well then he spread it over a span of a lifetime and he served it to each and every deserving person he met Muhammad Ali thank you very much 
You know, I was coming into work today. I call this work, yeah, work here at the radio station. And I was coming into work today, and I, I brought some food to one of my homeless guys. I call him Holmes. His name is Joe. Of course, he, he went to, he actually related to a friend that I went to high school with in South San Francisco. I have no idea how this crossed anyway. The bottom line is, I brought him some food, and, and, and you know, I brought him some food and some coffee and this and that, and basically he was just waking up there on the sidewalk. And, and then I drove like, like a block further, and, and, and there was a guy that was worse off. So it's like, Damn, man, it just doesn't seem, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It just doesn't seem to be getting any better, no whatsoever. I mean, everywhere I go, people seem to be more and more and more and more and more and more on the street. And especially I'm seeing that here in the United States, especially in, in California. Anyway, Muhammad Ali, 56 and 5, give him some props. Only stopped, stopped that one time, of course, against Larry Holmes, October 2nd, 1980. I was there. I cried. I was in tears. I was, I was in, that was a devastating loss for me. It just was. I mean, I knew that he was the underdog. I knew that, you know, Father Time was going to probably take its course at night and that he wasn't going to win against Larry Holmes. But the fact that he failed so miserably in all 10 rounds against Holmes before being stopped, of course, Angelo not letting him come out. Angelo Dundee and Bundini Brown not letting him come out for the 11th round, even though he wanted to in that 15-round bout fight. It was my first foray into Las Vegas, and it was, it, was probably, it was the saddest time. First time to Vegas, saddest time in Vegas. The funeral of Muhammad Ali, October 2nd, 1980. And, of course, that same day was the day that actor Steve McQueen had passed away. And I remember as a kid, he was filming Bullet here in the city by the bay, and he actually stood and came over and, like, shook our hands. We were on... Army Street here in the city by the bay. So Steve McQueen, Muhammad Ali, both going down October 2nd, 1980. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking at the world of boxing MMA live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and of course, live on SportsByline.com. great thing about facts they're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5 percent free of impurities and the fact that pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas not crude oil it gives you unbeatable engine protection the proof is in the pennzoil based on sequence 4a wear test using sae 5w30 ask for it at jiffy lube Between jobs, retiring, or just need health or life insurance, please visit myhealth-quotes.com or call 833-687-5261. Before you try to get a quote online, call us. We will provide you with the information most sites will not. We teach you exactly what life or health insurance plan you qualify for, how to use your plan, and maximize your benefits. We provide you with the information to make a knowledge-based decision to ensure selecting the right plan. Myhealth-quotes.com to schedule an appointment. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get
get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118-800-493-6118-800-493-6118 That's 800-493-6118 Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Hard as hustle, anything is boxing, though. I don't know what you do for a living, but pretty sure ain't nobody punching you all in your eyes. I watched one fight. Roy Jones got hit so hard, my TV moved. He was asleep like he got knocked out of the club. The ref was like 241. 242. Roy was snoring. Like he was really knocked out. He was laying there so long, they had to start another fight. Roy was still there. Fighters had to dance around Roy. The Great Earthquake, of course, comedian extraordinaire there on HBO. God, man, Earthquake, I haven't seen him, of course, in a club. There are no clubs. I used to go all the clubs here in San Francisco, the punchline and go on and on. But the bottom line is the COVID virus even shut down comedy clubs. Will that ever happen again? Will the world, will the world ever be the same again? I mean, good Lord, I was thinking about that today. You know, like the pool parties we used to have in Vegas. I dug the pool parties because Don King would throw some parties. HBO threw some great parties. Showtime threw some great parties. The Las Vegas Hilton threw some great parties. I remember... Uh, the lot, I remember one time at, at the Mardi Gras, John Lust, my cousin, threw myself and Hector Martinez in the pool. And then, of course, we had some great parties at Bally's with, with Don King and, like, the women out there, like, all, like hundreds of women. And we had, like, the, the area cordoned off. This is nothing but VIPs, the best booze, the best food. Of course, I didn't drink. And, of course, there was also the Aladdin Hotel. We used to take over the Aladdin Hotel when we came to Vegas. But the one time I remember, I remember the good time at, at the pool was when I was sitting there with my soon-to-be ex-wife. And her and I are going back and forth. And she's being an ex-wife, okay? She's acting totally like an ex-wife. I mean, just acting totally like an ex-wife, a future ex-wife. There's no doubt about it, okay? And here's what I'm saying. I'm biting my tongue. So anyway, guess who walks by? David Copperfield. Perfect time. Perfect. Please, please, Mr. Copperfield, stop, stop. Can, can I get a question for you? Can, can, can you make her disappear? Can you just make her disappear? Please, right now, please, please. She didn't take too kindly to that, but I was dead serious. Bottom line, it cost me some money a little bit later as far as divorce is concerned. Now, back to money. I talked about the pimp earlier. Dana White. Good Lord. He be pimping. That's right. Last night's UFC uh, Vegas card, of course, that was on ESPN Plus, only had eight fights. A number of bouts were canceled due to fighters being withdrawn from competition both before and during the weigh-ins and during the actual show. In the past, when fighters have had their bouts canceled, 
but they have still weighed in successfully. The UFC has compensated those fighters with their full show money. However, according to UFC President Dana White, that might not be the case for those involved in cancel fights from last night. Come on, man. I mean, he hasn't made it. There isn't enough money for him in the dollar. He's getting 88 cents in the minds of some people. Uh, maybe get more than that. But the bottom line, he's getting like nine cents of every. He's giving them nine cents of every dollar. And he's bitching about that. He won't pay people if they've got to show up and weigh in. Imagine that. That's like Cuddy showing up for 40 hours of work and them saying no check. You showed up at the weigh-in. You've made the weight. You've already did the training. You've sacrificed. It's not your fault that the UFC wasn't able to put a fight together. The UFC contracted you to fight somebody. You showed up there. You're ready to fight. You're not going to get paid. Man, Dana, I'm telling you, Dana White should be arrested. He should be arrested. He is the one. He is. He's a crook. And, and as I said, pimps. He. The pimps I met in San Francisco, they got nothing on him. They got nothing on him. No, not, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I guess the next UFC card I know is going to be UFC 252, of course. That's Daniel Cormier and Stip Miocic going a third time. Why they want to go a third time? I don't know. Miocic sort of an unheralded champion. Hasn't brought a whole lot of spark to the to the heavyweight division. Of course, he beat uh, uh, he beat Francis Ngannou, and everybody thought that Francis was going to win that fight, but I didn't think so. I thought that the boxing pedigree, the fam, in fact, he's a former Ohio State Golden Glove champion, Stip Miocic, would carry him well in that fight, but it wasn't his boxing. It was his ground game. He took uh, uh, Ngannou to the ground, and Ngannou couldn't handle being on the ground. So anyway, outside of the Ngannou fight, um, of course, then he lost to Cormier, and then he came back and he beat Cormier. I'm talking about Stip Miocic. He had a detached red in between. Uh, this last fight with Cormier, and of course, this fight now, the third one. Do I really want to see this fight? Yawn. I don't want to see this fight. I can't get up for that fight, but I can get up for Khabib coming back October 24th. Of course, the undefeated lightweight champion, 24-0, 48-0, 90-0. I wouldn't put Cuddy in the octagon with him because I'd feel for, I feel for Cuddy's life. You know what I'm saying? But, but Justin Gaith? Justin Gaith figures, you know what? I'm the interim champion. I'm sort of like the guy that's like the B guy here. I'm willing to take the chance. I'm willing to fight. Could be anywhere in the world. Could be, of course, 24-0, 94-0. No matter what it is, he's never lost a round in the gym. He's never lost a fight. His father just died. The guy's a little bit pissed off. You know, not the guy you want to be fighting. But they're going to hook this up for the lightweight championship, of course, between Justin Gaith and, and Khabib. Khabib is a is an unbelievable fighter. He just is. And but... But the biggest advantage he has is that he's bigger than guys. And when I say bigger, I mean much bigger, much bigger. I mean, we have weight divisions in, in combat sports for a reason. Because size only matters in two things. <clears throat> Pornography and combat sports. In combat sports, we have weight divisions that separate each guy. In fact, you weigh in at 155, shouldn't you fight close to 155? Well, Khabib doesn't fight at 155. Khabib comes in at 155 and fights at 180. Close to 180 pounds. He's weighed as much as 178 pounds, I've been told, by a couple of different people. So 178 pounds for a guy that weighs in at 155. Imagine that. Come on. You can't move up in weight. I mean, why doesn't he just move up in weight? He's cheating. It's a, it's a, it, I mean, they weigh these guys in the day before. Yeah, they say they do it in boxing as well. But nobody gains that much weight in boxing. They just don't, but they can do it in the UFC. And, of course, the UFC has said a bit rigged. I think that the fact that they were sold for $4,200 million last year or a year and a half ago to that corporation, I think they got took. But Khabib and Justin Gates are going to hook it up or else it's going to go down UFC 254. No side October 24, 2020. 
provided neither of them get the uh, virus in between now and then. Speaking of virus, boxing, of course, taking its toll. I want to mention the fact that, uh, no, no, I can't say that. I, somebody in the boxing world has passed in the past couple of weeks, and I was going to bring it up, and, the, the, and I really wanted to bring it up, and, and, and I'm going back and forth here fighting with myself because their relatives really don't want it brought up that they died of COVID. I mean, what's the shame in dying of COVID? But there's somebody that's notable in the boxing game, and they don't want to cop to the fact that they died of COVID. It's not. It's it's like it's like COVID has become the new AIDS. Are you ashamed of it or something like that? It's a virus. You didn't have any chance. At least with AIDS. At least with AIDS, there was sexual contact. So you sort of initiated the the, the fact that or the uh, the possibility you were going to get the disease. But with COVID nineteen, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows whatsoever. So at the end of the day. It's still invisible. Please wear your mask. That's all I say. And don't shoot people. Don't slap people. Don't beat people up because because they're wearing a mask and they're not wearing a mask. Just just pre- listen. These other countries are kicking it. And I'm reading this stuff. They're kicking it because everybody was wearing a mask. Okay. They shut down 95% of those countries. They only shut down 50% of the United States when they shut it down at the match. So 50% of the countries. And lockdown, 50% uh, observing quarantine, and 50% is not. You can't win the game like that. It's like not, you got to have 95% of the people involved. So we're like 45% off. And until then, it's going to be mass, mass hysteria here in the United States. I don't think it's ever going to get any better. I really don't. The vaccine, as I said, two years away. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. I'm looking at 168 pounds. Of course, I was hot on this division at one point in time because there's a guy named David Benavides. I thought that he was going to be the guy. I mean, I said to myself, man, he, he's, he's, got, he's got looks. He's Mexican. He fights. He has an exciting style. He punches hard. I mean, he's going to be the guy. But he had a cocaine problem. And, of course, coke is no joke. He's 22 and all, of course, comes to us out of Phoenix, Arizona. But he was fighting out of the South, uh, Central California there for a while. And what can I say, you know, 20, he's 30 years old now. I mean, no, I take that back. He's 23 years old now. He's got to think about time on the clock. 22 and zip. Hmm. He wants to talk smack at 168. Danny Jacobs is supposed to be the guy at 168 as far as the Americans are concerned. But the best fighter at 168 right now is probably Callum Smith, of course, 27-0 out of the U.K. Good fighter, no doubt about that. Billy Joe Sanders, is he the opponent for Canelo? There is no opponent for Canelo. The September fight is on hold or been canceled or I don't know what to say, but I don't think Canelo's going to fight in September. It just doesn't appear that's going to happen. Of course, DAZN has got to be losing money. It's got to be losing money. I mean, because the bottom line is they expected to to be adding people, not having to lose people, adding people with Canelo fighting. And Canelo's not going to fight because Canelo's not going to get the money. I guess it's not enough money to get $35 million from a from a TV network. You've got to have the live gate, too, or whatever. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, Canelo Alvarez is not going to fight in September. Bad for boxing because pound for pound, he's the guy that turns the crank. He's just, I mean, he's the pay-per-view king. There's no doubt about that. Give him his props. Only lost one fight in his entire life, and it was a fight, of course, of Floyd Mayweather. And Mayweather at that point in time was so so far advanced to uh, to the one-footed Saul Alvarez at that point in time. I mean, Alvarez had no movement whatsoever. Floyd just moved around him out, boxed him all night. No big thing there. No great loss. No great uh, shame in losing there. No doubt about that. And speaking of Floyd Mayweather, he weighed in this week on. Roy Jones and uh, Mike Tyson hooking up. And, of course, he's all for it and says he's willing to open the opportunity. He might come back one more time. Please, Floyd, please, 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 don't ever come back. Don't come. I don't 
I don't know who wants you to come back. You were never that exciting when you were here. If you were a porno movie, you would have got it shut off many times because guess what? You never delivered the money shot. You just never did. I mean, they called you money, but you never delivered the money shot. Guys hoping to deliver the money shot. Of course, boxing's coming back. ESPN Plus going to go on the 7th with Chris Billiam Smith taking on Nathan Thurley. These guys are fighting at 200 pounds the 11th. ESPN Plus going to go with Joan O'Carroll versus Maxi Hughes. Those are fighting at 135. And the 14th is the return of Telemundo Boxing, baby. That's right. I still can't understand why they never hired me. Mm to do the English and the Spanish broadcast. What I mean by this, there's a secondary audio programming, SAP. You can hit that little button, right? So if you're watching something in English, you hit that little button, you can watch it and you can listen to it in Spanish, right? But I kept going. I went to all the networks, Telemundo, Univision, the whole nine yards. I said, let me, let me do a, like, like an audio, second audio broadcast in, in audio only in English and see what happens. I mean, maybe you, you'll double up the ratings this then. They never entertained, they, they just weren't hip to that. They didn't want to go with it, no way, no how. And I mean, I begged, I remember going to one guy at the Univision headquarters and laying it out for him and laying out the numbers for him and the whole nine yards and saying, you're probably going to gain like 35 to 40% of your of, of your viewership just to begin with, blah, 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 blah. And if we hype it up and we advertise it, you like almost double, he didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it. Only wanted to go with the the uh, Spanish broadcast. But Telemundo coming back the 14th of August. Of course, Telemundo. Telemundo taking over back Hindu Espinosa. Ricardo Hindu Espinosa taking on Brando Valdez. Those guys are fighting at 122. And coming back on the uh, 14th, the zone's going to go with Felix Cash and Jason Wellborn. Of course, that's a middleweight bout. The 15th, boxing coming alive. Carl Frampton. Frampton coming alive. Is he coming alive? He's got a guy named Double V. Varum Varahan. This is a super wide featherweight bout. Of course, Frampton, the further, former champion, 122 pounds. When he moved up to 126, I thought it was a bit much. When he moved up to 130, I thought that was way too much. And on August 15th, the pound-for-pound pound greatest woman in boxing. God, that's hard for me to say that because women's boxing is so pathetic. It's just, it is. For the most part, it's pathetic. It's watching paint, like watching paint dry. But Cecilia Brakis is going to uh, fight Jessica Maskegel. For the undisputed female welterweight title, she's like the champion of every sanctioning body in the entire world. She can fight, and there's no doubt about it, but there's nobody really that can fight her. Can Jessica fight? We'll see what happens when these two chicks hook it up on the 15th on The Zone, D-A-Z-N. If you haven't got it yet, I think it's going to cost you 20 bucks a month. Uh, if you're like been farmed in a little bit earlier, you were like me, you were around for a year, I think they give it to you 10 bucks for a, a month. But the bottom line is it's going to change on January 1st. Everybody will be paying 20 bucks. August the 15th, Showtime Championship Boxing coming back with the aforementioned David Benavidez. Of course, the co-kid defending the WBC Super Middleweight title against a name Romer Angulo. Romer, can he fight? We'll find out. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest, no kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The mighty horns of the... Incredible tower of power. This time it's real. Of course, this show's been real. 35 make that, 36 plus years. Now you can catch us live each and every Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course, and a host of other networks, including Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211. Straight up, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Of course, the podcasts are always available at Anchor.com. You can always listen to any of the shows, any of the archive shows at Anchor.com. Check us out, Ring Talk Live Worldwide at Anchor.com. Coming up later next month, the 22nd of the month, big fight down in Australia. 
Tim Zhu, the son of former world champion Kasha Zhu. Why did he retire? He got old. Um, 15-0 now, 11 KOs fighting at 154, taking on the former champion at 147. Talk about Jeff Horn. Horn comes in at 20-2 with a draw on 13 KOs. The key moat here is that Horn's been stopped two times in his career, and Zhu's a bigger guy. I expect Zhu to stop him, no doubt about that. Now, people say to me, do you miss Las Vegas? I haven't been in Las Vegas now about two and a half, three years. Do I, I really don't because it's not the Vegas that I used to know. I mean, it's not. I used to be able to go to guys' houses, and these guys have all died off. I mean, Davey Pearl, of course, a referee for the first uh, Ollie, uh, first Leonard Hearns fight. I mean, he was the bellboy there in Vegas. He was Sonny Lissa's last manager. I mean, he, I was tight with him. I was tight with Johnny Taco. Chuck Minker, all these guys have passed on, so there's not a whole lot left in Las Vegas for me. Kevin Perry's still there, Johnny Sig's still there, but outside of that, all the old godfathers I hung with, they've passed on. So what I'm trying to say is, may they rest in peace. I was thinking about them in depth this week, especially, man, my retired mentor and, of course, Johnny Taco, when he had to cut off his foot after getting diabetes and having not to be able to go into the ringside gym there in Las Vegas. You heard him on this show. His heart was broken one week before he died. So straight up, my hat's off to all the people that have appeared in the past that I miss so much, including my parents. And, of course, if you lose one parent, that's one thing. You lose two parents, it's something you never forget. Remember, your parents you need to always be a credit to your parents. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You are a production of Sports Bylines. I love-